Welcome to the Altima Podcast. I'm Coach P. I'm Coach K, and that was a much better welcome than last time. Did you like that welcome? For it all was, those who have been listening bit... to our podcast the past few months, I'm sorry for making you deaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, <Right>. today's, today's <laughs> message, today's episode was outstanding. Yeah, it was uh, outstanding. definitely probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, this has I been one of my date. favorites in a long time, and it all has to do because of Miss Kayla, our awesome guest, um, who yes, we have indeed. for you guys here today. Um, she has done amazing things. I've known her since graduate school. And in this episode, she's going to tell you all about her journey. Go ahead and say hi, Kayla. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. So she does, she talks about some awesome things today for you all about sending the message about how to navigate your career path, especially in the beginning, knowing how to walk through doors, knowing how to bet on yourself, um, and above all, knowing how to invest in yourself and really take a positive perspective on everything you do. She really hits so many of the same notes and messages that we try to convey to you all as far as how to be the most optimal human you can be. Coach, do you have anything to add on to that? Uh, no, this is just this is just a great episode. And, and um, yeah, it's a lot, lot, of, lot of good vibes between the three of us here in this episode, I'd say. It's, uh, I think we're all on the same page and it's, it's a great lesson, honestly. So in a long time, of, this is this episode is gold, you all. So we really gold. hope that you you've got your platinum. Your, it's platinum. It's well, platinum. Platinum's better. It's platinum. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm platinum's way better. Uh, so get out your notepads, get out your pens, and get ready to take down your notes all the way up into the end because Kayla brings it home with her five pieces of advice for being an optimal human, and you're not going to want to miss it. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, enjoy. Coach K, we've got a really cool guest today. And, you know, it's, it's surprising because I haven't been able to – we haven't been able to get guests on our show in a long time. I think the last time <laughs> we did have come. one was Sean Proves <laughs> that don't want to come. They want to come. We're keep cool. declining. I just got like, some, wait, uh, who? I got some cool feedback on our last podcast episode, The Growth Mindset. Oh, you did? But w- without further ado, uh, everyone who's listening, uh, be, be prepared because we've got some great things planned as far as having great guests on the show. And today we have the uh, the – very, very grateful for a good friend of mine from way back when, when I was in uh, my master's degree, Miss Kayla Diamond is here to share her awesome story. She's doing awesome things in the fitness industry. And we're going to talk to you all about today about how to set the record straight uh, and how to be an awesome coach. Kayla, please say hello. What's up, guys? Happy how to be you, here. Kayla? I'm good. Happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I just was like, yo, Chris, what's up? Y'all need to you'll need a podcast guest or something. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I haven't talked to you in like three years. There's no, no better way than just poking people who don't know what they're doing when it comes to uh, <laughs> social media and even running a podcast. Um, so, so thank you for uh, and pushing yourself into my life. <laughs> Back in, you couldn't get rid of me. Kayla, please tell our listeners who you are, what you're all about and uh, about your current business you got going on. Yeah, so um, my name is Kayla Diamond. I actually started as an athletic trainer, and now I'm an online fitness coach with a uh, business, and where I do have another coach that works underneath me. And currently, we train people uh, online. We program for them. We uh, do nutrition for them, but we take the approach in a very holistic way. Um, so, you know, our main uh, demographic is former athletes. And statistically, everybody has been a former athlete at some point in their life. So I know that it might sound, the niche might sound very narrow, but really it can be very broad because then we also train everybody like an athlete. So we help uh, former athletes really navigate the waters and understand how to perform at their best again, how to look, you know, how to get their body, their body back, quote unquote, and just how to do all that while achieving life balance and so that's what we focus on and you know we've been able to be very successful at this business my husband and i founded it in 2018 and we've been running with it ever since so that is awesome and i i I love to see individuals that i know personally do so well and i think it's so cool kayla because i i remember when I left Eastern Kentucky University and we kind of kept in touch over social media, I, no joke, over the years, watched as you kind of developed. And it was wow. it's really, really interesting because you would post different things. I would see you, I remember when you would post stuff about doing your first shows. Uh, I helped you with your first show, which yeah, I, he did. I, I barely remember that, but I Me guess too. I did. <laughs> um, I was 313. Yeah, that's a long time ago. 
and then watching you kind of evolve over time into getting into other niches of fitness and really finding your way, I think is just really, really awesome. And I find that when it comes to fitness professionals, we, we have a need for this type of experience in the world because, you know, I, I want you to really start diving into this uh, after we get through your journey and talk about, you know, what's, what really makes a good fitness professional. And I really believe it's someone who realizes that there's so much to learn and continues to develop and isn't just, you know, focused on one aspect of fitness. And I know Kyle and I can really astute to that because I know Kyle Absolutely. Know, has gone through that too. Um, so really, really cool. Um, so Miss Kayla, I want you to, to go through your journey uh, and to tell our, our listeners here, just like how you got through. Like, I know I just ended a course at Brown University where some of the questions that my students asked me was, what can I do with my degree? Uh, what, what kind of doors can it open? Am I just stuck being a you know, personal trainer or can it really evolve into other things? And I think your story in particular can really show that it doesn't matter what type of degree you get, it can really open opportunities and you can walk through so many different types of doors and really do something unique. So I would love for you to reflect on that and how your own journey has displayed that throughout the years. Yeah, absolutely. So I started as an athletic trainer. So I got my bachelor's of science before master's entry-level master's so I guess I'm aging myself there um but <laughs> it's got, only a couple years I think right yeah only a couple years I know but it's still weird to think <laughs> that I'm almost 30 it doesn't seem doesn't seem real but anyway um <laughs> uh, uh so I started in athletic training I got my BS and then I went to Western Kentucky University to get my master's degree I got my master's degree in sports administration. And during this time, I was working with the swim and dive team at the time. I was, you know, at their beck and call. I was the girl that they saw. I was like living, living and breathing, eating, sleeping, swimming. And I got to a point where I was like, damn, I don't want to be the person that these athletes only see when they're hurt. And because that just creates like a negative like space and I just like I want to help them perform I want to get them to where they are crushing their time so if an athlete comes to me with a shoulder injury and we can get them better and we can get them better than they were before they even got injured like that is what I want I want a piece of that um I don't want to be just the person who slaps on stem and ice and, and Motrin like that's not me my husband who was my boyfriend at the time was very into strength conditioning he um, really carved the path for me <laughs> really he really helped me honestly he pushes me every single day and um so he was like well why don't you get your strength conditioning cert and I said okay so I got my CSCS and I started actually working in um, the weight room at Western Kentucky University before I would go in and do my athletic training duties so I would get up at like 3 30 in the morning and I would go to, you know, and I would go into the weight room and work with That's track so athletes. And it would be, it, it was fun. I loved it. I loved it. And then I would go and I'd work all day for swimming. And so I was able to learn, use those skills in my rehab to get my athletes back to performance at a high level. So um, after that, I actually moved up to Columbus, Ohio, because my husband got into PT school there. So he was like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to be an athletic trainer or a strength coach? And I was like, I want to be both. And he was like, okay. So I actually did, um, I first got some athletic, uh, some strength conditioning jobs up in Columbus, Ohio, working more at a private training facility. So not in athletics, not in a school. Um, and I started doing that. Then I dabbled in strength sports, such as powerlifting. That's where I found powerlifting. That's where I found um, working with younger athletes, such as like eight to nine to 10 years old. When I started working with the house moms, when I started working with just like overweight people. So I got a lot of uh, different demographics. And I, what, that's what really, really started to set things off for me was at that point in time in Columbus, Ohio. So I was doing that. I was doing PR and athletic training. Um, I was waitressing. I was doing all the things and it was a lot. There were even times where we wanted to go watch Ohio State football and I would go and I'd be so tired that 
I would almost be like crying. <laughs> like I gotta go to work at the restaurant because then I gotta wake up and then I gotta go to the spot and then I gotta go, you know, to a hockey game to cover it. So it was it was a rough couple years. I was doing a lot. I also interned at Elite FTS during this time. I mean, it was insane. So I did that for three years. Uh, then I left. We left Columbus to move back down to Kentucky. We've literally moved everywhere. I feel like. Um, you can relate, Chris, I'm sure. So. Oh, I, I don't know how to sit still. <laughs> yeah, so we moved to Kentucky, and then Adam's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to be an athletic trainer? Do you want to be a strength coach? And I was like, well, let's do athletic training. Let's do athletic training full in. I can use all my skills to help my kids. And I did, and I worked full time as an athletic trainer for a high school. Loved it. I loved the kids I worked with. Um, I actually moonlighted as a strength coach for them and an athletic trainer. I loved it, but you know, the money wasn't where I needed to be. So what did I do? I waitress, I bartend, I did personal training on the side. Um, I started teaching. I had my master's degree. So I started teaching online course at a university and later taught in person there. So I was again, doing all the things I was even doing promotional modeling. Like I don't even it's crazy. I'm looking back and I'm just like, what, what's going on? So as I moved around a lot, I had several people be like, Hey, I really, I'm going to miss you. Do you mind? Can you train me online? And this was 2017. So this is 2017, not too long ago. And I'm like, what? Oh, I don't even know how I'd even do that. Like training online. I mean, I guess, sure. Why not? I didn't really know what it was. So we got on the phone and she told me what she wanted and I was like, okay, um, you know, just give me like $200 for 12 weeks and we'll be good. And so then I started training everybody for a very, very low price. And I, then on top of all the things I was doing, I had seven online clients and it was rough. I was just like, man, I cannot keep doing this. I would sleep like four to five hours a night. Uh, it was just really bad. So even though I, was I want to stop you just for one second, Kayla, because I want our listeners to really pay attention. There's a common theme with Kayla's story that I think Coach K has caught on to. Uh, no matter what your journey is, you got to make sacrifices. <laughs> and you know, the, the, the main theme that I'm getting from Kayla here is she put in the work. She grinded it out. And I, I, I struggle with this with teaching students sometimes and trying to show that that's one of the most common elements that sometimes people just aren't willing to do to get what they want out of their career path. And I think that's super admirable of Kayla here because that's something that us three definitely have in common and how we've discovered what it is we wanted to really go after in our career. It's, um, and it's an ongoing thing. My mind goes to the JJ Watt quote, right? Uh, where success is not uh, owned, it's leased and rent is due every day. Yeah. So you're, you're constantly making sacrifices every sentence out of kayla's mouth is i did 400 things (laughs) yeah it was rough rough. and then all while i was training for bigger competitions strongman competitions which we'll get into i was you know all on top of that trying to get my nutrition trying to be a wife trying to be a dog mom like it, it was rough and so um, but even though I wanted to make sure I had a great client experience, because as I was moving from city to city, those clients became my online clients, right? So I moved from, uh, from Kentucky down to Florida. I brought them with me, right? So nobody stayed at the gym in Kentucky because they just wanted to stay with me. And so that was cool. So started getting some online clients, started getting some traction, moved down to Florida. I became a personal trainer at a commercial gym. I absolutely hated it. I walked in there and I like wanted to cry. And because it was like your lifetime fitness and I just like, that's not me. Like I want, I, I've always, I've only worked at private training facilities, which mean you only come in if you're seeing a coach. Um, you know, we get in there, we train hard. There's not a cardio farm. Like the, it's, it's cardio a really farm. high profile. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> we get it and we get after it and a tight knit community. Everybody knows each other. And so I didn't love it from the start, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. It's, it's good money. So, um, uh, I did that. And then I had all these online clients. Um, I had, did not waitress down in Florida, which that was, I was like, maybe I'll bartend on the beach, but you know, that's <laughs> me trying to like do everything. Right. So I was working in the gym 
And then I saw some mutual friends of mine post um, something about like a business mentorship for online clients. I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I started listening to their podcast and listening to that podcast changed my life because I would always do my walk because I was also prepping for another figure show. So I was doing my walking, listening to this podcast and I'm like, I can do this. Like, this is what I'm meant to do. I am not meant to be in a gym working with just anybody who, who comes in. Like Walks in, I, yeah. I am not like, there's so much more. I'm not meant to be on the sidelines. I'm not meant to, you know, just be a, be a revolving door at places. Like I meant to impact on a greater level and this is how I'm going to do it. And so I got on the call with the business people, the business mentorship people, they coach online fitness coaches. And I made a huge financial investment and I wanted to throw up, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and that from that moment forward, it has been nothing but up. Um, there's been some down. There really hasn't, I guess there really hasn't anybody been any down slips. Cause I just don't think of it that way. I just think it's all like a learning experience, but Sounds like a growth mindset. Yeah. Ever since I invested in that course, man. And then I just keep investing in business mentors. I keep investing. I keep investing. My business keeps growing. That's not a coincidence because the more you can invest in yourself and really know that this is how it's going to work or this is how your dreams are going to come alive, like you can't let go and then grow. So yeah, that's and pretty, and now we're here. Um, I've implemented those, what those coaches taught me. I've hired another coach, implemented what he's taught me. I've hired several different nutrition mentors, training mentors. Um, and now I work full time for Evolve Health and Performance, my company from home. I literally, if I didn't have, if I didn't want to leave my house all day, I really don't have to. Um, our business clears at least six figures. Um, and I cannot, I like, cannot believe my life. So I'm very, very grateful for everything that it took to get here. And it really took my husband. Um, he's a big, big contributor. He supported me. He, he pushes me still every day and just me believing in myself. So what a, how that is awesome. Kayla. It is like to, to hear the actual like details behind your story now from when we've talked in, in previous times, like that is amazing. To, to see everything that you've gone through, the trials, the tribulations, the challenges, and you really nailed the, the nailed on the head with a lot of the things such as seeing the value in investing in yourself and surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with others who can teach you and propel you forward. Uh, so many times students will always ask me, you know, how is it that I can become successful? Like when I get into the meat and potatoes of things like how do I do this? And that's one of the best things you to just, do right there is to surround yourself with others who can teach oh, yeah. you who you can learn from. Find who's done it. Find who's done it and find who has the life that you want and the, the impact that you want to have and then go after it. Like Coach yeah. K, any, any thoughts on Kayla's journey there? Uh, I mean a, a bunch it just brings up a bunch of random quotes here. What was that face? I'm um, sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh look at me. <laughs> the hell it's a good thing this isn't on youtube um oh just a bunch of random quotes as far as you know surround yourself around uh, surround yourself with the right people there i don't know who it is if it's will smith or whoever that you know says if you hang out with five millionaires you'll be the next one or you hang out with you know five blah 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 right uh but surrounding yourself with those people but i like how you mentioned that you you hired a bunch of different types of coaches or, or consultants and things like that you know and then you learn from them and then you implemented that into your own practices, uh, which I tell my students this all the time. Like you, you may be a personal trainer or, or whatever, but hire a coach not because, you know, they may not teach you like there's no secret, right? But they're not going to teach you this wonderful thing. You probably never knew, but the way they conduct themselves, the way they coach or the way they program or, or whatever it is, you can learn from that and implement it. And, and, you know, I guess, uh, modify it to fit your needs or fit your client's needs. And I think that's kind of where it's at. You, you have to communicate, collaborate, uh, which is basically you know, what we're doing now and just, just talking to each other and see how we all go about this world. Kyle and I have had that conversation all the time. Like when we talk to each other about, hey, like, do you want to help run my nutrition or do you want to help me build my program? It's like, yeah. we have the knowledge to do it ourselves. 
But sometimes we limit ourselves by not allowing to see other people's perspectives that could potentially contribute exactly. something that's even better. Um, exactly. I, I, no, I just bought, I just hired a, a coach to help me. Like my very first uh, mentor in strength conditioning, um, as a woman, like just her, her input, everything, she helped me get into powerlifting, helped me with like choosing the right places to work. And now I'm like, Hey girlfriend, I cannot even handle programming for myself because I have 50 other clients I have to program for. Yeah. And I just want to, I just want somebody to hold me accountable. And cause that's, not, that's what I need. I need that. I have a coach too. Um, because I'm I'm preparing for well I don't know when the sh- I'm doing a uh, uh, classic physique show or bodybuilding show depending on how much I weigh on show day, um, but anyway long story short with COVID the shows are kind of a mess so I'm not even sure which one I'm doing right now. But anyway I hired a coach because I need somebody to keep me accountable. It's not that I can't write my own freaking macros or, or uh, you know follow my diet or build my own training program. It's just that it's nice to have that accountability and it takes that that it's one less thing to do, which is nice, oh, yeah. right? Work smarter, not harder type of thing. Um, it's, yeah, it's a nice peace of mind. <laughs> and it really goes, and just to broadcast this out as how this relates to the Alter Human podcast in general and the different types of audience members we have, these principles don't just apply to fitness. They apply to Absolutely. any career path you're in, whether you're working in business, whether you're working in academics, whether it doesn't matter what you're doing. Apply these principles um, of learning from others, surrounding yourself, I, asking for help. The reason why I had to push this, this uh, podcast recording back was actually I was in a meeting with a uh, with the project or operations project manager uh, trying to learn the new process because that's something I'm getting into from a, a professional standpoint. Um, but learn the new processes, uh, processes that we are going to implement in project management. Um, so you'll calling on those people in your organization or your friends and your family to, to really help you progress, you know, in whatever direction that is. Um, I think, I think a lot of times people feel too proud to ask for help. You know, it's uh, well, I can't, I can't ask this person to help me, you know, with this exercise or I can't help this person to help me with, you know, whatever. It's like, well, why, you know, if you don't ask a question, you're not going to learn. And that comes from that, the principle of a fixed mindset, either of mm-hmm. being afraid to ask those questions out of fear of that potential failure and that you can't contribute in the right way, or simply the fact that you really, you're too damn prideful, which often happens when you become so devoted and dogmatic in your niche. Because mm-hmm. I know all three of us have definitely encountered fitness professionals, especially when they get so goddamn <laughs> ingrained into their own world of fitness that that becomes God. And I, I have hell, a feeling I know who you're talking about right now, Chris. Oh, yeah. You know, you're, get, you're getting that passion all of a sudden. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not I, talking about yeah, him. I can almost, <laughs> I think you are. Um, <laughs> but I'm so grateful I learned from him. But at the same time, he was so narrowly focused in that realm. It, it detracted this, away from any other possible perspective that could offer it, value. It did, but, but I think it still offers value. Even if you, if you hire that person that's, you know, let's say, you know, hardcore into CrossFit uh, and not, or I guess you don't hire a CrossFit trainer. You can actually, uh, but anyway, let's say all you do is CrossFit. Like you learn about that modality of fitness. Um, but as long as you can take a step back and say, Hey, you know what? There are other things out there in uh, Kayla. You were talking about, you did strong. Wait, what did you do? Powerlift? Um, several different what? things. Okay. You did some stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah I did some stuff. <laughs> We're, we're coming up um, on that, Kayla. So hold that thought. I wanted um, to talk about all those. But, but anyway, like, you know, if you, if you hang out in that area, I mean, you're going to learn a lot. But as long as you can take a step back and try a different modality. Um, Kelly Starrett, it's a, well, he's a physical therapist. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he's, I, anyway, Becoming a I, I'm a huge Kayla, subscriber of his stuff. Have you ever seen that book? What's that? Becoming He's the author leopard. of Becoming a Supple Leopard. He's big on the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, His company's now, they just rebranded to the Ready State. The Ready State. Um, but anyway, he talks about people becoming over-specialized. And I, I forgot, I think it was on the Ben Greenfield podcast, Ben Greenfield Fitness Show, whatever that one's called. Um, I should know, I listened to it. But he, uh, he mentioned that people really become over-specialized and a lot of people are, are right now like this big Olympic weightlifting. At least that's, in my, in my mind, it seems like a lot of people are going towards that, which is great, but you lose that, that cardio capacity. Uh, you know, you don't, it's great you can do a clean and jerk, right, for twice your body weight, but you can't even run 
down the block. So really how in shape are you or how healthy? Well, that could be countered with the whole CrossFit niche, you know, doing the combination of working different energy systems to have Absolutely. that balance. Which um, is uh, honestly why I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm technically a CrossFit certified level one coach, whatever the hell we're called. CFL one, two, nine, four. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I, I do like their modality. You know, of course it's a name brand, you know, method for just general physical preparedness, but I, I'm a big supporter of having GPP in every type of programming, right? To, to varying degrees, of course. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. I'll shut up. So, so perfect segue. So really, really awesome things from, from Kayla's story. And what we want, I want Kayla to get into now is how you change those principles over time and how that kind of formed your own coaching personality with how you approach working with individuals now. Yeah, so um, just to give you guys a little bit of background about my history as an athlete, uh, I was not the best athlete in school. Like that was not, you get a lot of these coaches now who were like, I was such, like I was this big athlete. Now, I was not a good athlete. Like I didn't try hard. I just wanted to be on the team, to be on the team. Like I I just, I'm going to be honest. I was not a good athlete. I I really wish I would have tried harder, but I just, I, I am like a naturally like lazy person. I, I will be the first to admit that. So that's why I fill my calendar up. That's why I make myself busy because I know I could totally chill and be fine with it. Uh, Cause I am just a naturally chill person. But um, so I wasn't the best athlete uh, and I knew that I, I always loved lifting though. I always loved working out. I always loved lifting. And so that's when I found bikini competing uh, late, uh, early, like, 2013 and then it was very different than it is now but so I started getting to that and then I got into powerlifting because I was like a twig when I competed I just was like like a little nothing and uh because I didn't know what I was we didn't know what we were doing Chris we just really didn't let's just be honest (laughs) um Uh, yeah, it's okay. But it's okay. Um, so I got into powerlifting and that was amazing. Got super strong. I loved getting into powerlifting. Then I was like, I feel like a little fluffy, you know, I want to, um, do something and I really want to, I feel like I've gained enough muscle now that I could probably do figure. So I hired a really, so I had a really awesome coach and I crushed my figure show. I loved it. It was like, that was totally my shape. I felt great. I had a really terrible experience coming out of the show, gained 30 pounds in probably less than two months. It was really rough. Um, that metabolic adaptation, huh? It was really rough. It was really rough. I like just, I ballooned up. Um, so then I just kept getting stronger, get, getting stronger. Eventually hired somebody to help me just with my nutrition and my mindset. I got down to a more comfortable weight, comfortable fighting weight and just had fun trading hard. And then, um, I got into strongman and that was super fun because I could lift really heavy shit, run fast. And that was it. That's all I had to do. I was like, I love it. So did that. Absolutely had a blast. And then recently I just competed in my last figure show more so because I wanted to prove to myself that I could come out of it better in which I did. And I killed my reverse diet. And now I'm just training to train because I don't think I've trained without a goal ever and so uh, which can be hard to train without a goal because it's, it's hard to be disciplined when you don't have anything to work toward so I'm trying to increase my discipline and and just really um, excel in that way but the reason why I did all those things honestly because I'm not looking to be to be the best athlete if I'm looking to be the best athlete I probably need to stick to like one thing and do yes. it really really well um, I doing all that stuff doesn't make me the best athlete, but I never want to be the best athlete. I'd rather be the best coach. I don't feel you can be a really, really, really good athlete and be a really, really, really good coach. The reason is because being a really, really, really good athlete takes a lot of selfishness, but it's okay. Like you have to, um, it takes a lot of selfishness and it takes a lot of, um, time commitment and it, it's, that's it. Um, and, and two, sometimes when you are this amazing athlete, that can blindside you to coaching your other clients in the way that you've been training. And that's Good not point. the best for everybody. For most people, I would say it's not the best. So I never wanted to be that 
person. I never, but I, I wanted to be the better, co the best coach. So I dabbled into everything. Maybe I wasn't the best and that's okay. At least I went and tried my hardest and co competed with myself. But I have all these tools in my tool belt and I know what, what it, each thing takes. I know that competing in figure, it's a lot of mental battles. It's a lot of mental battles. Competing in strongman, you're not going to have the best conditioning in the world. So, or I'm sorry, competing in powerlifting, you're not going to have the best conditioning. Competing in strongman, you might have some nagging shit when you get done. So there's there's a thing <laughs> that I've learned from, yeah, strongman is not, I saw like three injuries during, like on my one strongman. Mm -hmm. Um, my one strongman experience, I saw like three injuries that day. So, oh um, it's, it, I wanted to have many styles of training to pull from, to help others. Um, how I have trained others is always been more scientific. So I've never been like, okay, I'm just going to train people for bodybuilding. I'm just going to train people for pure strength. Everybody needs everything. Everybody needs GPP. Everybody needs to build muscle. Everybody needs to get stronger. And then if it's appropriate, some people need to potentiate and some people need to have that power. So that's- Kayla, do me a favor. For our listeners, can you define GPP, please? Yeah, so general physical preparedness is really, and it's so, it's so, it's a, it's a general umbrella term for conditioning and just being prepared for the next phase and what you're going to. So GPP can mean different things for different people. Yep. So it's not just conditioning. It's not just conditioning. It could be getting ready to go into um, an hyper, hypertrophy block. So I need to be prepared. My tissues need to be prepared. My tendons need to be prepared. Um, so it can mean different things for different people. If I have a wrestler going um, tra training to go to state, right, we need to start off with a GPP block that's specific to them versus if I have just the regular, you know, um, you know, Karen, I, I almost said Karen, but yeah, sure. Karen, <laughs> her CPP is going to be a little bit different than my state champion wrestler. So damn it, Karen. Yeah, Karen. Always Karen. But, um, <laughs> and, and that's where GPP, sometimes a lot of people just say, oh, it's just a conditioning phase. Like just, you know, conditioning, pull sled, you know, do whatever. But it, it can mean different things for different people. Yeah. So it's just to prepare you for the next phase. Um, to help prevent injury, to help get some aerobic capacity in there so you can recover from those harder training sessions. Awesome. Thank you, Kayla. You're welcome. <laughs> but, I mean, the GPP phase, the strength building, or GPP, hypertrophy, strength building, and when appropriate, potentiate, that's kind of how we, we go general, uh, my general population who just want to move better, feel good. I start with, like, a movement block, GPP, muscle building and strength. Um, when you take somebody who's never trained before, you go right to a strength phase, they're probably not going to adhere to that really well because injuries could happen and there's just no tissues behind. Um, their, their tissues just aren't as dense. There's nothing there to actually um, help leverage that strength. So uh, that's kind of how I take my, my people. But if somebody has a very specific goal, so I, I work with a lot of strength athletes for nutrition only. So obviously we do nutrition only with them. But even if I have somebody who, um, who is, who is powerlifting, I have a few powerlifters. Obviously, we do a different type of programming for that. But awesome, that was really really great. And there, there's there's a lot of notes I want to come back and hit on that one. Uh, but the first thing I want to hit on there is credibility and education. Shine through <laughs> Kayla's entire explanation of her training principles, which is going to be great in how, when we talk about the value in finding a good fitness professional such as Kayla. Um, and I really, really love how she's dabbled into so many different niches that have molded the way that she approaches challenges when working with other people. And I know Kyle and I have talked about that all the time, especially when you started talking about the GPP. Like that just shows right there that you mm -hmm. take the time and effort into really delivering an individualistic approach to working with an individual, um, which I think so many fitness professionals nowadays completely miss, either because they were not trained properly or you know, they're really going for something else. And it's usually the, uh, the ching ching more than they showing the value of working with an individual. Going back, I, you mentioned something about working at, uh, you know, like the big box gym, uh, LA fitness or something like that. And, and I too had a, a very similar ex experience. I worked at uh, mountainside fitness, which is a local chain here. Um, and that was my first and only 
experience with that type of setting. And I absolutely hated it because it was more just, you know, people show up, you put them through some movements and then they leave, right? There's no time for communication. You don't get paid enough to really put in the effort. Um, so it's, it's just, it creates this really crappy environment that, um, you know, you just get people that like, Hey, can you take me through something so I can feel like I exercise? It's not actual training. It's exercise guidance is essentially what it ends up. Being. And this is, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is exactly um, why so many people, even if they achieve their fitness or weight loss goals in six months have completely ruined it by going back to their bad habits because they didn't yeah. go through extensive programming or coaching that actually allowed them to develop the new behaviors that they needed to last and, and make it more of a lifestyle change. It, and I put the fault on the actual gym themselves, not necessarily the trainers because the trainers are inexperienced. They're not getting paid enough to like, if you're going to pay me, you know, $13 an hour, like I'm not spending $40 an hour worth of time with you. Like it, it's not worth it to me. Like that's, it's just, I won't. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a crappy, yeah, it's a crappy situation. And unfortunately, and this is what I, I want to get into next, is in a world that we're in now with social media and the capabilities of marketing, we can have someone like Kayla with Evolve Health, Evolve Health and Performance? Is that what yes. it's called? Okay. okay. Yeah. And clearly, Kayla has the education and credibility. Just because someone's able to show off their perfect ass or abs has nowhere near the same level of education or attention to detail or pragmatism in her business. But just because of the aesthetic appeal of how people market mm -hmm. their platform sometimes, they can end up potentially being a little bit more successful, if not right on par with Kayla. And I really want, you, know, I really want you to chime in, Kayla, on what your thoughts are on this and how you're navigating the fitness industry and marketing your business when we know that you're going to give a valuable service and how you approach trying to combat the bullshit that's out there in so many different fitspo accounts that we see all over the place. Is For that sure. How you say that? Whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about um, marketing first. So marketing is interesting because no matter how su super smart your content sounds, if you don't speak to somebody, you speak to nobody. So if you're just speaking to the general masses, nobody's going to, find that helpful. But if you speak to the former athlete who, who just left, you know, WKU and they gain 30 pounds in a year where their sport was focused on aesthetics and they're trying to, you know, do juice cleanses and go to cycle bar and they're wondering why they, they aren't seeing results. That's going to speak to somebody. And so if you are, like I said, if you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. So marketing is weird. So like I have certain beliefs that obviously, you know, looks aren't everything. Like you should train to feel great too and move great and everything like that. But you have to speak to the pain of your, your ideal client and what they're going through. Because when you're scrolling through social media and you see like another like Oh, like, um, here's this workout, like a back workout. That's cool. Or, you know, if you see, like, are you, ugh, there's so many out, out there, but like, why haven't, did you just look, a, look back on your college pictures and hate what you saw? You're going to stop and read that. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is me. This chick is speaking to me. And it marketing sucks in that way because you kind of have to pull people in like that and then change their life and change their mind in ways that are going to be a lot more impactful that they're not even going to realize like they're signing up with you because they think that you can help them lose 20 pounds, you know, and they're not even going to, they're not signing up with you because they are wanting to make this um, revelation and feel good about themselves and like feel good about no they want to like look better naked so <laughs> that you have to kind of speak to that and then again like change their life in ways that they didn't think that they could be changed um as a woman with you know being overly i'm trying to think of the right word so so fitness is becoming like sexualized which is mm -hmm. weird me you know um so you're having a lot of women who you know post a lot of butt selfies and things like that and 
some have good intention behind them and some, you know, are doing literally just attention and likes and stuff. But that stuff doesn't mean that they get engagement at all. That just means they get likes. Likes and engagement are completely different. So what are, what are people going to have a conversation about in your Thank post? Thank you so much for saying that. And mm-hmm. what, are, yeah, what are people going to comment on, you know, on your post? Are they going to comment on how good you look? Are they going to say, oh, this helped me so much. Thank you. Like, that type of engagement is huge. I don't have a big following. I only have like a little under 1800 followers on Instagram. And because well, social media engagements, like one to 2% where like email marketing is like 20 to 30% or something. So um, social media isn't like the number one thing to focus on really. Uh, I mean, it's yes, but you know what? I just, I, I'd be, I'd be, I am authentically me. <laughs> I be authentic. I, I, I'm authentically me. Um, I post my struggles. Um, when I post my struggles, I get a ton of outreach because a lot of people are struggling too. So I post my struggles. I post my proof that I am a real human. Um, and that's what people drive with. Like people don't buy coaching, they buy coaches. And if you're, you can go out, you can be wrong on two ends of the spectrum. You can be super, super educational, or you can be like super sexy and that's it. Those are both not great because you're still not speaking to anybody. But if you can be kind of in that middle range of speaking to your ideal client, showing that you're a real person, I mean, that's what people are going to love. And that's just kind of why, what I try to stick to. That's, that's a really that. good point because, I mean, most people like th- that are looking for coaches and trainers aren't going to be extremely intellectual in the field, and they're also not going to be really se- – oh, this sounds horrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They're not fitness models, so they're looking for <laughs> – that sounds awful, right? <laughs> You're ugly. Um, <laughs> oh, man. oh, there goes my marketing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit. But th- the point is like you have to be able to connect with them to build rapport, to, to have this – you have to have the connection because if you can't communicate with the individual, it's like, well, why do I want to hire you? Like there's a, there's a million coaches out there that can write a million different programs and most of them would probably work to, to varying degrees. Um, so why you? There's, and there's a lot of smart, smart coaches out there that are hurting themselves because all they do is talk about like foot placement, but like that their ideal client doesn't care about that. They care no. to make their glutes grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that is, that's another end of the spectrum. Like there's a lot of great coaches out there who can be so, who can crush it in online, in the online coaching business, but they're too like, no, I have to post educational. I have to, my educational content does not get near as much engagement as how I talk about how I used to binge eat. Like, oh, just, no, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you need to, you need to advertise what's sexy. You need to touch on topics that are of interest to your consumer, which you can still show tons of value and be yourself and show credibility. You just have to do it on the things that people are really interested in at that certain time. That's not being, you know, dogmatic or being cliche. That's being keeping up with the current marketing trends oh, it's true. and being smart about your business. Yeah. I mean, I, this, this pops in my mind. Like, you know, when my wife asked me a question about fitness or nutrition, um, the teacher in me and the person who just likes to nerd out about this stuff comes out and I start telling her all the shit. And she's like, Kyle, I don't really care. Just tell me the fucking answer. Um, but I'm like, but I can't tell you the answer without the backstory. <laughs> you know, it's like, but you know, if I do that with my marketing, nobody cares. Like they don't want to hear about the freaking Krebs cycle. Like n- nobody yeah. cares. This discovered in 19, 19- nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> Which is, this is perfect now because I'm going to steal one of Kayla's quotes um, that I actually was talking to her about when her and I first met to plan this podcast. Um, And it's that selling is serving. Um, And we talk about this in my courses when I teach personal trainers how to be the best fitness professional they can be. Uh, And if you really want to make a difference when you're creating your content, your marketing materials, when you're coaching, when you're working with an individual, you have to serve. You have to show value in what you're doing. Every piece of content you make, every post that you post, every video you're putting out there, make sure that it has value and it's going to be meaningful to the person that you're delivering it to. And it sounds like, Ms. Kayla here, with all the stuff that you've done, all your work, is it's all ha- it all has value and it all has divine purpose. It's not just, oh, look at my bootay in these shorts, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Thanks. Yeah. No. And, and then too, the whole selling is serving thing because, you know, a lot of people get anxiety because you know what? Your marketing could be awesome, but if you don't have clients, then you don't have income, then you don't have resources. So it is a business, right? So how can you create, convert these people who are looking at your posts into being a client? You have to sell them. And a lot of people get really nervous about sales. Um, but then an easier way to think about it, guys, selling is serving. Selling is serving because you're giving somebody a chance to change their life. And if you think of it like, oh, I'm just selling them on this. I'm like, no, you're not trying to sell them like deodorant. Like you're selling them your service to change their life, right? And so selling is serving. If you can't sell to get people into, like if you can't sell, you can't get people into your program, then they can't get results and they can't change your life. Then you can't create raving fans and referrals and it's this never ending thing. So you have to get good at, at, at selling. You really, really do. And so that comes with time, comes with learning about it. And it comes with um, experience and just, and really tapping into people's pain and tapping into their why and, you know, really figuring out what it is that they need and how you can help. And what I love about everything that you just said is there's no manipulation in there. And that has been one of my biggest issues with some individuals in the industry who try to teach scripts and manipulation tactics. And thou who, who talks first loses the selling game. It's like, no, you show value. And then selling is no longer difficult. Is it a numbers game? It is. But when it comes Absolutely. to actually delivering a service to someone and you're providing value that's actually going to help, you, you can remove that complete ego stigma behind selling as long as you're showing value and that you're yeah. worth what you're offering. Uh, and that's, that's it's such a big stigma that Kyle and I run into when we talk to our students because so many of our students will be like, we, just, we, don't, we don't like selling. It's like, you're, you're not selling field. it. Well, yeah, one, you're in the wrong field <laughs> or two, as long as you really love what you do and you're passionate for true, it and true. you're really working hard to show value in what you're giving to someone, it never feels like selling. Well, I, when I worked, when I was a okay. fitness director in the big box gym, and I remember my regional director would continue to howl me on why aren't you teaching your personal trainers how to go through the script? I'm like, because the script is bullshit. You don't have to it go is. through a script to do an initial session. Whereas you flipped it around, you try to get to know someone like a human being, build rapport using your communication skills, which is exactly what I heard Kayla just say, develop that relationship and then find out their why and then show them value in that first initial assessment on the types of services you can offer that person based off of their goals, their pains, their struggles. And then they're usually the ones to ask you how much every mm -hmm. time. And I led my program, which was at the bottom of the lineup, as far as overall personal training sales, we became number one in six months and we held it there for six months. Awesome. So it's, and then I got the call to do my PhD and I left. Dude, I've, I've, I've turned people away. We've gone through a sales call and I'm like, I just, I can't help you. Or can't help not, you, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like every time I get on a, a, a quote unquote sales call, like I'm trying to like get them in. Like I'm trying to figure out one, if I can help them. And then two, like, if they're not a good fit for Evolve, and, then yeah, you know, don't waste each other's time and money. Um, I have to, I just got to bring this up. It, it's kind of on point with what we're talking about as far as scripts. Um, I worked for Orange Theory Fitness for about two and a half days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then there's nothing, nothing against Orange Theory Fitness. I think, you know, it's a great, you know, group fitness, blah, 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 blah. But as a coach or trainer, instructor, I don't know, whatever they're called there. Um, I, I couldn't stand it. I mean, not, not only from the, the scientific aspect of, of what I understand as far as what they're trying to promote for Epoch or the afterburn or whatever the hell they call it. Um, but it's just every, it was word for word. Every single time someone comes in, you have to say the script. I'm like, well, I'm not really coaching. Like, why don't you just get a freaking recording and just play it on the freaking speaker and call it good, right? Get a hologram of Tupac saying, I don't know. But, um, sorry, a lot of caffeine right now. But it's just the scripted aspect of it, you know, even in the coaching and, and of course in the sales, like it's just, it's annoying. Like uh, me as a consumer, like I hate it. Like I do not want to, I don't want you to read to me. I want, I want you to try to sell me your service or your product or, you know, what, you know, whatever, um, I guess, yeah, whatever we're talking about here. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's important and, and 
I'll t talk about scripts for a second. You know, I actually do have um, the way that I outreach to people because again, you can't just expect everybody to read your stuff and then want to be your client. So you do have to go out and find people. And um, there, there is a way to have a quote unquote script, um, but still a show that you care about the person because too, if, yeah. like I reach out to a lot of, of men um, for my business. And if I'm just in their DMS having a conversation, I'm just in the DMS having a conversation. It's got to go somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. so there is like a certain protocol and certain step, but that also helps them really find, think if they actually even want this change. And so now I'm actually taking somebody from asleep to aware to awake, which that's how you want to think about your audience or there's asleep people who have no idea that they need to make a change. There's aware people who are, they're aware that they need to make a change. They're not quite sure how to, or- Sounds or, like something I know very well, coach. And then <laughs> awake, or they are ready, they are ready to swipe that credit card. You just gotta say the right thing and they're yours. So, yeah. you're, you know, I'm taking people from asleep pretty much to awake and that's really, really hard. Yeah, yeah that, it, that, that's the first three stages of the trans theoretical model. Like, uh, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> but which is, which is perfect. <laughs> and and you're, you nailed it exactly on the head with how you need to communicate with people. And you eventually do have to have a profitable business. Um, Indeed. Awesome, Kayla. I want to, I want to get into now that we've touched up on the selling and serving and you know, what's, what's been really driving you with sticking on with being a better coach, what makes a better coach, um, and what we really need to do as fitness professionals or people in general, as far as doing the best that they can throughout their career. And this is eventually going to get into your last five pieces of advice for our listeners. Here. To be the best coach. Um, first, you can't give them all the answers. You, you know, you give them the education, you have your, your weekly meetings or, or your check-ins and, and you provide a gr great amount of education with, you know, what's going on in the plans for the next week or the plans for this next coming weeks, but you can't answer every single question right away. Like you have to, you're doing your client a disservice if you're literally giving them the answer all the time. Like they I love have that. To, yeah. They have to, it's like a kid, right? Like you're not going to, you're going to want to watch them like try to take their first steps. They're going to fall a little bit. They're going to fall, but eventually they're going to, you're going to release and they're just going to walk. And that's a, that's the purpose with coaching, right? Like we aren't getting clients and thinking that they're going to be our clients forever. Like we're trying to mold them into what it, what they want to be and evolve them. Right. And then, you know, and then send them on their way if that's where they choose to go. So I always position it to where, look, I know this investment might be scary, but also what is scary is going through your life and trying to figure out things to do and becoming frustrated, hopeless, lost. So investing now, this once I, I want to make this your goal is to never have to invest into anything else ever again. I want to be the last coach that somebody needs. If you're a coach and you think that you're just going to have this person forever, that's not how you want to think because that's not- I love not, that you say that. Yeah, that's not setting them up for to be the best person. And we're not only mm -mm. just developing bodies, we're developing people. Thank you so much that's for saying that. Because Coach K and I preach that at Bryan University. And that's it's... all about the hero's journey, right? If you want to be a good teacher, a good coach, you, you have to mentor. You have to prepare them. You have to help them navigate challenges so they can stand on their own two feet in the end. That's exactly yeah. why so many people are stuck in the yo-yo dieting statistic. Because they have not developed the actual traits they need to be successful and mm -hmm. maintain that lifestyle. And I'm sorry, that's all down to the coach. All right? If you got a shitty coach, you're not going to learn those very valuable lessons. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I think so happy you said that. I know. I think that's probably like my biggest advice is being a good like online coach. Um, yeah, I think that's probably like my biggest take home for that. Awesome. Coach, you got anything to say on that? I mean, not, not that what we already said. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Kayla. I'm, I'm it's, really happy to yeah. hear it because we, we share those exact same values and what we think it takes to really be a good coach. Uh, and that's just such a big problem. So you've, you've been awesome, Kayla. I want you to, to close it off here by giving our listeners your five best pieces of advice. And if our listeners haven't gotten 15, pieces of advice from you by now they haven't been listening okay so i want you to give your five best pieces of advice for not only 
being able to be successful in your career, but to just to keep your head on straight and to keep pushing forward, especially during times like now where our world is a mess. What can we really do to be the best optimal human you can be? Sure. Um, well, I will start. I'm going to, there's one I really am excited to end on. Uh, but the first one is just bet on yourself, like believe in yourself. Um, you literally can do anything you want to. You're the only person holding yourself back. <laughs> I will let you say that. Holy crap. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but that just, anytime like I talk to students and they're like, Oh, I don't understand. Like I won't be able to pass this test or I can't, I don't understand. So I'm like, and they, and I feel like this is how I was as a student. I look up to my professors and I'm like, Oh my God, like how, how am I ever going to understand the crap that you understand? It's like the only difference between you and I is that I've spent more time in this area and that's it. Like you can absolutely do it. You can, my favorite thing is like, I don't understand math. You I can't do math. You can do math. You just haven't learned it yet. Yes. We're the, whatever you decide on for yourself is the reality that you create. So we create our own mm -hmm. reality like that. If you start looking for dogs, like in puppies and stuff, like online or whatever, you'll see puppies everywhere because like mm -hmm. it's in the forefront of your mind. Like, so you create so your true. own reality. If you are completely in control of Anything that you do, you, we are, um, you know, what you are now is an outcome of your habits. And, you know, the way you do one thing is how you do everything. So that is my number, Perfect. like, my first one. Um, yeah, like, you mop the floor at work, cool. Be the best floor mopper you can be. Like, that's just, you just take pride in your, in your shit. Um, okay, uh, second one, I have my notes on my phone here. Your net, your net worth, no, sorry, your network is your net worth. So surround yourself with like-minded people. If you have a goal to be like somebody or aspire to be around them, please follow them. You don't know how many phone calls I got on with mentors of mine um, to see like, how did you get where you are? How are you so successful? And they have since messaged me and be like, Kayla, I'm so proud of you because we had this talk um, for free. Like we just had a conversation and you did it. You set your mind forth and you did it. And that's because I put myself around those people. I don't follow people on Instagram who do not serve me. I, I just don't. I don't follow anybody that's who doesn't great. serve me. Um, and then now I'm having these conversations with people. I just told Chris, I actually just got my first business client. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is like full circle moment. Um, you just have to surround yourself with those people. It's, I know you people hear that all the time, but it's so, so true. There's a reason why I hear it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, number three, this is just a good one for life is outsource the best that you can. Um, outsource with anything, right? Don't try to do your own taxes, hire a professional. Um, you know, if you are running around crazy trying to prep your meals, like, and if you can afford it, hire a meal prep service, like make, do like if it's little shit like that, that is stressing you out, there's always ways to outsource it. There's mm -hmm. anybody, anybody wants to make, you know, 20 bucks, a quick 20 bucks. So, I mean, if you have a little cousin who wants to make 20 bucks, like have them fold your laundry. If you have so much shit, you got to do that. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I have my, my meals are prepped. I get my house cleaned. Um, you know, I have a coach, I outsource all sorts of things. So um, there's no shame in doing that because Yes, hustle and grinding is important, but not on the little minute shit. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to do that. Um, and and don't be ashamed of it, right? Like if you're if you're a mom and you're you're gonna hire a babysitter when you go out, right? Like you know if if you're like oh, I hate I I hate when people say I just got my nails and my lashes done, but oh my gosh, I had to clean the house for like five hours. And I'm like, so you just got your nails and your lashes done, which is an easy 150 bucks. And you could have just, and you could have hired a cleaner to come in and clean your whole entire house for 150 bucks. And then you could have done your meal prep. You could have got exercise in. And so, you know what I mean? It's just outsource, 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 outsource. Um, think of, show up as your highest version of yourself every day. So how would the highest version of yourself show up? What would they do? How would they wake up in the morning? How would they train? Would they train hard or would they just look on Instagram for three minutes in between their set, right? 
be the highest version of yourself. Don't try to be anybody, anybody else. Just be the highest version of yourself every day. When I'm catching myself doing things that maybe aren't serving me, I'm like, is this how my highest version of myself would do, would show up? And most of the time the answer is no. And then I pull myself out. I, I notice that all the time when I, I talk to Coach K all the time about having our own set of principles every day and things to go after. And there's a clear difference between days where you do those principles versus the days that you don't. So that is Absolutely. a very valuable piece of advice from Kayla. All right. This is my last one. Take uh, it home, girl. Change your money mindset. What I mean by this is money is a renewable resource. Time is not. When you start thinking of money as a scarcity instead of abundance, you'll never have enough. So start thinking of, of money as a positive thing and as an abundance. You can literally make $1,000 in one day. I mean, you can sell your shit. You can go like wash dishes. You can always get more money. You can never get back your time. So like those who are like, have a weird money mindset of asking for money, um, money, there's no value exchange unless there is a monetary value. So if you're struggling coaching people for free and they're not getting results, that's why, because they're not paying for it. Okay. I almost asked my coach if I could pay her more because I know that if I pay a lot of money for something, I'm going to take care of it. My dad bought me my car and I'm going to be honest, it's a shithole like inside. Like I throw my trash around. Like <laughs> I just know that if I invest my own money in something, I'm going to take care of it a lot more. Um, so that goes to say like investing in yourself. And I know we talked about that in your fitness, in your business. How can you be a coach and ask for money, but then you don't invest in yourself. I will never understand that. Like there has to be that, like I, when I paid $5,000 for my business coach, $5,000, I didn't even tell my husband I was doing it. I was just like, okay, sure, I'll give you my credit card number. Don't tell him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I paid him $5,000. I was like, I want to throw up a little bit. Like this is a lot of money. Um, and then I, ma I made it up the next day because I know how powerful it is to invest in yourself and I know the, the outcome I've had from that. And so I know I can get somebody else's outcome where they want it to be if they just invest in me. But if you cannot invest in yourself, don't expect people, don't expect to live. If you can't invest in yourself, expect to have a minimum wage life, a mindset for the rest of your life because you will not be able to go anywhere and do anything because you're too afraid of money. And it's nothing to be afraid of. You can always get it. And when you start, like we, 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 de we define our reality. So when you start thinking of that way, then it just, like you have this attitude about you. You just have like this flow and people just like literally want to give you their money. <laughs> so fix your money mindset. A good person to listen to for that is Grant Cardone. Talks a lot about that. So he is a, um, like a real estate sales guy. Uh, but he's super motivational. And so if you want to change your money mindset, uh, listen to him because he's awesome. I don't know about you, Coach. I felt some shockwaves there on that ending she had there. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was pretty powerful. You said Grant Cardone? Yes. Grant Cardone and Bedros Koulian are two individuals who are very much like that. Um, two very, very good resources. Check them out. Um, Kayla, I loved your, your, your five optimal pieces of advice here. I thought those were awesome. Those are things that we ourselves, I know for sure, Kyle and I uh, have a part of our own personal set of principles that I know are valuable to others. Um, and I really hope that our listeners who are listening to you today, Kayla, really start to get that into their head that they control their own destiny here. And when you alter your perspective for the best, you can really make something of your life. And I am so proud to see how awesome you're doing. Well, you made me cry. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay. I just want everybody to know, cause they're listening of what's going on here. So I have a baby Yoda shirt on. Chris has like, his, his backdrop <laughs> is like a galaxy. And, and I was over here drinking coffee out of a Darth, Darth, Vader, Darth Vader mug. It's pretty special. Like what's happening right now. <laughs> I, I got to get a picture of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Kayla, any concluding thoughts for our listeners? Any concluding thoughts? Um, dude, just, just do it. Just do it. Like it's just not, it. just, 
I know. I, I wish it was something more compelling, but I feel like I just uh, came off of a very high, high, high. And I'm like, <sighs> but no, just, just do it. Just stop thinking. Stop thinking is, is the biggest thing. Stop thinking and just start doing. Yep. Paralysis by analysis is yes. the real yep. disease. That is real. It is. Yeah. The impediment to action. Coach K, you have any closing thoughts with our guest here? Oh man, uh, there's just so much that was in this episode that's so useful. I don't even know where to begin. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna go. Just do it. We're gonna yep. we're gonna keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Kayla for yes. uh, taking so much time out of her really busy schedule with making a difference in the world. We're super grateful to have you on the podcast. Uh, and this is this is what we do. We're we're part of the Optimum Podcast. Coach Kayla is definitely a part of the message that we're trying to send. And we hope that you all can really take some value from her. And thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Thank you.